I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. For an organisation that makes such a song and dance about exploration and discovery, Starfleet rarely shy away from an honest fight. Whether you put that down to space just being a dangerous place to make a living or just humanity's inescapable love of a good dust-up is your business, but it means that Star Trek's never been more than a few episodes away from some interstellar straighteners. <laughs> Plus, and let's be honest here, friends, space battles are just... Cool. While restrictions of the time meant that Star Trek's early outings needed to limit these effects-heavy encounters to one ship and its glowing lasers, the tension of being stuck inside a combustible steel tin with nothing more than an exploding bulkhead to protect you from the infinite nothingness of space always made it great TV. But with the digital capacity to make the battles outside as thrilling as the stories inside, Star Trek has led the way for decades now in bringing space warfare to both the big and small screen. From contests between two bitter foes to entire fleets crashing into one another, I make no apologies for these still being my favourite thing in the entire franchise. My name is Adam Cleary and these are the 10 best Star Trek battles. Number 10, The Battle of the Basin Rift, Star Trek Nemesis. Critically panned to the point it became a generation's final journey TM, Star Trek Nemesis doesn't tend to get too much love for anything these days. But through the kinda lens caused by nothing pushing this continuity forward for nearly 19 years, there are a few bright spots. Data and Picard's relationship transcends the themes of the TV show, Tom Hardy provides a far better than its given credit for performance as Shinzon, and the climactic battle sequence ranks comfortably as one of Star Trek's most epic. The Scimitar, probably the most fearsome ship we've seen in Star Trek that kind of looks a bit like, you know those fish you get underwater that have to live in the darkness and then when you put the light on it's like, ooh, it's terrible. It kind of kind of looks like one of those. It uh, takes on the Enterprise and two fairly well-meaning but also fairly useless Romulan warbirds. The bulk of the movie's entire effects budget is pumped into this fragmented but bumper conflict with over 20 minutes of screen time elapsing between the first shots being fired and the Enterprise finally ramming itself into the enemy hull. For scope alone, as well as the constant twists in the tide of the conflict, it's an underrated moment in an otherwise underwhelming movie. Number 9. Time's Up, Star Trek Voyager in truth, Voyager's battle with the Krenim timeship wasn't so much a one-off engagement in space as it was a running state of open warfare that lasted 257 days. Or about eight and a half months of ceaseless death, destruction, starvation, and Eric Foreman's dad staring at some hair in a jar. Long story short here, the Krenim were a race attempting to undo their own misadventures with time displacement. Having erased their greatest enemies from history only to realize the new timeline sucked even more, they were on a 200-year-long 
two-prong mission to get things back to how they were. Voyager's presence interfered with the calculations and, well, they spent the better part of a year trying to blow her up. And what, what a year it was. After countless harrowing scenes of the ship falling apart and its crew dying one by one, Janeway pitched a last stand in the episode's closing moments. From an allied ship crashing into Voyager's hull to the sight of a desperate Janeway staring straight out of a hole where a view screen used to be, the final battle here carries more weight, drama and emotion than virtually anything else in this list. Number eight, the battle of Sector 001, Star Trek First Contact. There was almost a sense of of disappointment when Star Trek First Contact first hit cinemas. Early trailers had given the impression that the movie was almost entirely comprised of space battles against the Borg with the Enterprise D, the Defiant and even Voyager turning up to help defeat them. Yet the movie's seminal battle in orbit of Earth managed a relatively meagre three minutes of screen time, as well as the Enterprise D and Voyager being purely there for the purposes of the trailer. However, taken in isolation, the Battle of Sector 001 is comfortably one of the most epic in the franchise's history. It's just that you don't see the vast majority of it. While never officially confirmed in canon, estimates for the conflict range from 16 days to just a good few hours, with the first fleet engaging in the Typhon Expanse and the Enterprise only finally catching them up in the Sol system. Regardless though, the culmination of the conflict sees several vessels combusting into flames and all new classes of ship joining the Enterprise for a final stand. Star Trek's biggest ever visual effects budget combined with an ambitious scope for the scale of the conflict meant that this was probably the most cinematic effort we had ever seen at this point. Number 7. The Second Battle of Chintoka, Deep Space Nine the only time in Star Trek's television history that a hero ship was permanently destroyed on screen. The arrival of the Breen into the Dominion War arc handed the Federation and its allies one of the most decisive losses in their entire history, with the USS Defiant one of the 300 plus ships destroyed in the conflict. For context, Wolf 359 cost them around 40. In terms of actual screen time, it's relatively light compared to the other entries in this list, but for the pure stunned silence it's sent fans into, it's gone down in Trek folklore. The Defiant, presented as one of the toughest ships in the history of the show, given a solid backhander from one blast of the Breen's energy weapon. And then, moments later, blown into many, many, many tiny pieces. The visual of it floating in space, flanked by all number of flaming wreckages of both Romulan and Klingon persuasion, brought a sense of peril to the Dominion War that no other Star Trek series arc had ever really had before. We had seen Starfleet bleed before, but never at the cost of the show's own ships. Number 6. The Battle Near Zaheir, Star Trek Discovery quite possibly the most realistic depiction of what spacefaring combat would be that's ever been shown in Star Trek. You see, you have several enormous capital ships remaining largely stationary, while hundreds of smaller fighter craft swarm around, providing the action. I mean, as much as we love to see an Enterprise or a Voyager swinging around in a dogfight, in reality, these battles would have a lot more in common with the naval warfare of today. Lumbering starships holding their positions while also serving as a launching pad for far more nimble vessels to sweep in and do all the fun stuff. Now, why Star Trek has always been reluctant to go with this approach is something of a production mystery. Quick clue though, it's the cost of animating 200 ships rather than just one. Discovery Season 2 finale nailed it on the franchise's first ever go. Focusing the fighting on a much smaller scale meant that the size and power of Enterprise, Discovery and the scores of Section 31 ships felt daunting by comparison. Discovery is still a show that divides the fanbase, but it's great 
greatest strength remains its refusal to be constrained by something simply because Star Trek usually does it. Uniting every major plot point from the season in one very untrek battle scene is one of its major crowning achievements. Number 5. The Battle of Kittimer. Star Trek The Undiscovered Country. Right, I'm a busy man here, so I'm just going to really quickly rattle off why this was awesome. A bird of prey that can fire while cloaked. A gloating Klingon repeatedly quoting Shakespeare. McCoy customizing a torpedo to ram itself up a tailpipe. Sulu and the Excelsior swinging in for the save. And that cut between both him and Kirk saying, fire. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. Number 4. History never forgets the name Enterprise. Star Trek The Next Generation. There's a good lesson here in what actually makes a space battle so enthralling. Yes, you can have a million ships, and yes, you can have a constant stream of elaborate effect shots, but if you're lacking in stakes, the whole thing falls flat. The final moments of yesterday's Enterprise is mostly just recycled stock shots of generic weapons fire, but it still manages to be one of the most gripping scenes in Star Trek history. Having been hurtled into an alternate future during a historic battle with the Romulans, the Enterprise C emerges to find the Federation at breaking point in a war with the Klingons. By avoiding destruction in their temporal rift, history unfolded unkindly for humanity. Well, unless you're Tashiar, of course, who is now incredibly not dead. After some soul-searching and, well, Guinan just figuring it out, the Enterprise C heads back into the rift to sacrifice itself, restore the continuity, and save the Federation from annihilation. Meanwhile, the Enterprise D takes on three Klingon cruisers in an attempt to cover their escape in one of the show's darkest, bloodiest, and most gripping encounters ever. Yes, it's lacking in the visuals, but the story it's telling more than makes up for that fact. Number 3. The First Battle of Deep Space Nine Star Trek Deep Space Nine While the introduction of the USS Defiant marked the moment Deep Space Nine went from being a show about spirituality and political power struggles to, well, something good, it was the way of the warrior that heralded its full transition into LOL Torpedoes Go Boom. Theoretically, this should have just been a dull standoff, as the show itself had even admitted there was no real way to mount a defense of a stationary position against a fleet of mobile ships. This was their fear in Season 1, but by Season 4, they'd armed the station to the teeth. So absurd, in fact, was their new armament that both General Martok and Chancellor Gowron refused to accept their sensor readings and pressed on with the attack at the eventual cost of at least 12 ships. By incorporating an attempt to invade the station and the assorted firefights this led to, the battle in Way of the Warrior is one of the most well-produced set pieces in Star Trek history. It's got the stakes, it's got the scope, it's got the special effects, and best of all, it's got an inordinately high density of Starfleet double-fist club punch punches per minute. Number 2. The Battle of Viridian 3 Star Trek Generations Question! What do you do when you're about to embark on a long-running movie franchise, but your iconic spacefaring vessel was actually designed for the awkward dimensions of a TV screen? Answer? You blow it up, of course! Yes, with the cast of the next generation continuing their adventures on the big screen, one thing that absolutely could not join them in the long run was the Enterprise D, where its cinematic predecessor had been sleek and slender she was a ship that from most angles looked almost as tall as she was long and thus a nightmare to build shots around in a 16 by 9 ratio. She had to go. Her destruction arrived in one of the most surprisingly explosive battles in Star Trek history as a clapped out bird of prey manages to inflict enough damage to breach the warp core. 
Even by the Duras sisters' own admission, they were no match for a Galaxy-class starship, but after bypassing the shields, managed to make short work of it. It's quite a hollow victory for them, though, as the one good shot the Enterprise manages to get off following some incredible Trek jargon sciencing on an exploding bridge detonates their reactor. It's a glorious mess, this battle, but absolutely worth it if only for Data's first, and I think only fist pump, right at the end. Number one, the charge of the Light Brigade, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Cannon to the right of them, cannon to the left of them, and here they are, stuck in the middle with Garrick. Now, far be it from me to liken a spaceship battle on a sci-fi show to the poetic musings of Alfred Tennyson, but the writers of Deep Space Nine deliberately echoed the eponymous charge of the Light Brigade during the Crimean War, a seemingly hopeless situation that, while etched into history and legend, did not have a heroic outcome. Now, I don't want to turn this into a history lesson because it's all about the future, but pretty much everybody in that poem dies and dies badly. Desperately needing to reach Deep Space Nine before the wormhole's minefield could be taken down, Benjamin Sisko was forced to take on the Dominion blockade with the Federation forces outnumbered two to one. Where the show had until this point only really shown combat from the station, this was Star Trek's first large-scale battle between two fleets of almost innumerable scale. Every single Federation starship you have ever seen on television up until this point, ooh look, there's a Galaxy Class 1, takes on a Dominion and Cardassian fleet and is saved in the end by pretty much every single class of Klingon ship you've seen on television. Never mind being the greatest battle in Star Trek history, this is easily one of the greatest things that has ever happened in the franchise, full stop. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.